Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg, here to encourage you wherever you are in your healing journey. In each episode, I chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you've found it. Let us help you find your joy in life. Hi, everyone. Welcome once again to Grief and Rebirth Podcast, whose mission is to educate, enlighten, and provide healing choices through interviews with grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and people who have inspiring stories to share. I'm your host, Irene Weinberg. And before I begin what will be today's compelling interview, here's a reminder to please be sure to like Irene Weinberg, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our very knowledgeable and charismatic guest today is Audrey Zona, who specializes in the psychology of eating, which includes a person's relationship with food after experiencing a loss or trauma. Audrey is an integrative health and nutrition coach who helps people to recognize how they gravitate towards food when looking for comfort and then helps to redirect them so that they no longer use food as a coping mechanism. Audrey, welcome to Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I have no doubt that many of our listeners are going to be riveted by our conversation today. So let's begin with this question. Okay. You're known as a health and wellness coach, and some people also call you a life coach or a wellness concierge. What inspired you to pursue this calling? Oh, my goodness. So I come to this work with a really interesting story of my own. Um, At the age of 10, my parents sent me to a diet camp. And back in the day, we really didn't have Weight Watchers or Slim Fast or Jenny Craig or any of the things that we are so lucky to have in the world today. And I was a very, very overweight child. I come from a long line of eaters and lovers of food. And for whatever reason, I was brought into this world with this just overwhelming desire to eat and enjoy sugar and sweets and candy. And looking back on it, Irene, I think that I was just feeling something as a child. I had sort of this undiagnosed, um, sort of uncomfortable in my own skin, for a lack of better words. So food filled a hole, food filled a void for me. I don't really know exactly what that was. I mean, in, in therapy, I've kind of uncovered some of it, but that doesn't really matter in today's conversation. But um, I'm going to just fast forward that at 10, my parents decided that it was time that we tried to figure it out and help me. They could see that I was so sad in my own way. So first summer, eight weeks of diet camp, I was only 10, mind you, I lost over 30 pounds. So I was a really overweight young little girl. I was very homesick that summer, but truly, even at such a young age, found this um, sort of desire and passion and, and love of wellness and exercise and eating cleaner foods 
And it kind of sparked something in me. The following two years, I ended up going back to the same camp for mm-hmm. two more summers. Um, at that point, I was now you know 12 turning 13. I was starting to really figure it out. And I'd say that I dabbled in sort of weight loss and exercise and wellness and energy healing and all these things throughout my young adult life into my adult life. And it dawned on me, I guess about 10 years ago, that this was really my life's calling. I had always helped friends and family members and different people to um, kind of figure out what worked for them. You know, it wasn't only about food, mm-hmm. but it was about the emotions that went along with the food. And I would start to put these sort of packages together. And then slowly, some functional medicine integrative doctors locally got wind of what I was doing and started to send their patients to me. And I started wow. and coach. And one thing led to another. Um, and I really feel like, you know, I know this may sound like a cute little cliche story, but I was that last girl standing on the kickball field for many, many years. You know, you can remember standing on the sidelines and being chosen for the kickball team. And I was the fat one who could never run. So I was always one of, I was pretty much the last girl. It was like, okay, who was going to be the, the team to grab Audrey? And I feel like it's sort of my mission in life not to let any woman be on that sideline and being that last one picked on the team. You know, I want to give women the hope that they can be picked early on in life and that whatever you're meant to do, you can do and nothing's going to stop you. So I'm sort of about just empowering women beyond just even the food. Um, There's just so, there's so much that women need to work on because they've been maybe told through old stories or old beliefs that they can't do. And it's just my, my passion and, and mission on earth. I really feel to help these women to not be that last one standing. Well, in keeping with that, what do you have to say to the 97% of women who confess they have at least one? I hate my body moment every day. So what I'm going to say to that is that most women do not realize that that negative toxic patterning and the thought processes that we, or I should say the thoughts that are running through our head. And I say our, because I'm with you um, on a daily basis actually puts the body into a stress response. When you have the body in stress response, you, the body is literally, it's like a, it's like a, it's a running background all the time. And we don't realize that that I hate my arms and I hate my fat thighs and my stomach is bulging over and why do I have a muffin top? And these negative things that we're beating on ourselves on a daily basis is actually putting the body under stress. We are not meant to, we were not designed to have cortisol pumping through our veins throughout the day. When you have that kind of cortisol push, that's the fight or flight, that's sympathetic nervous system. We, that's the running from the tiger, running from the lion. Believe it or not, negative thoughts and patterns like that are also putting the body into a low level stress response. And what happens then? Cortisol goes high, insulin goes high, and it actually signals the body to store fat. Now, what is a different message a woman should put in her brain as soon as she hears her say, I hate my hips, I hate my belly, I hate my this. That message is, hello, that is an old story. 
that is beating on myself. Would you ever talk to your daughter? Would you ever talk to your mom? Would you ever talk to your sister or your best friend in that way? No, you would not. You would never hurt anyone that you love the way that you are potentially hurting yourself by beating on yourself. It doesn't solve anything. It actually makes things worse. We women think that by beating on ourselves that way, that we're going to actually whip ourselves into submission and start to change. But in effect, it's the opposite. We don't because we, you have to lead with love. So by being loving to yourself and by being caring to yourself and saying, okay, so all right, my thighs may not look the way I want them to look and my arms might be jiggling, but you know what? I still love me. I am still a whole, wonderful, incredible person. You cannot be, you cannot put all your value in, in, in the way you look. You are so much more than that. People aren't loving you because of your thighs or your arms or your belly. They're loving you for you. And you have to start to recognize that as well. So I get it, ladies. Like no one wants to have the jiggly thighs and the fat arms. If you really, really want to make a change, we can make a change. There's a million things that we can do to tone up those arms and get rid of those legs, right? But to be on yourself on a daily basis is not going to accomplish a thing. So I encourage you to start loving you for who you are and recognizing that you are so much more than the body parts and so much more than a number on a piece of metal. People put so much credence in the number on a scale when it's just one tiny piece of who you are as a person. So I know it's hard to stop beating, but I'm going to tell you that you're actually making things worse by having those negative thoughts about yourself. That's so important. I think that everyone listening to this is going to identify with that. (laughs) Thank you, Audrey. We're going to take a quick break right now to allow a minute for our sponsors who keep this podcast free for our listeners. We'll be right back. We're back. Thanks for tuning in to my important interview with Audrey Zona. Let's continue on with this question. Speaking to the psychology of eating, Please talk about a person's relationship with food after experiencing a loss or trauma. So I get so many clients who come to me who've had a lot of death in the family or any trauma for that matter. And it seems as if the first kind of go-to is food. Food emits a dopamine response in the brain and it gives the person a feeling it's like a drug. You know, it has been studied, this is facts, that sugar is as addictive and stimulating as cocaine. Wow. And there's an amazing book that I want to refer to because I think for a lot of your listeners, they would find this fascinating. It is called Bright Line Eating. By light, like L-I-G-H-T? Actually bright. Like oh, bright. Bright. Bright Line Eating by Susan Pierce Thompson. And she speaks in the beginning of this book tremendously about the effects of sugar on the brain and compares it to drugs. 
So when anyone is feeling down in any way, whether it's anxiety, stress, or grief from loss, typically people will go to high sugar foods or high fatty foods or high carbohydrate foods. Mm -hmm. You know, the foods that taste super yummy. So what I often will do is, you know, first of all, bring the awareness to the client, because first of all, it's about being aware. Many times people don't even realize that they're replacing this sadness and yearning for this person who's either gone or trauma that they've been through with food. You know, they just, they, they're not even aware of what's going on. I mean, they just all of a sudden, you know, they finish off a pint of ice cream and they really haven't sat with their feelings and they're just sort of going through the motions and they're more in a reactive mode. So we talk about what's going on. We talk about the sadness. And then I often will say, well, how are we coping? What are we doing? What are your skills? What are your tools in your toolbox to help you to manage this grief that is so overwhelming to you? And, you know, a lot of times, like they don't even really know, they really don't know what they're doing, but they will often say that food is making them very happy. So I will encourage them to try a lot of different things. And first of all, meditation is one thing I bring right in because when you can change, you've got to kind of go from one part of the brain to another in order to make a skillful decision. So most of the time when you're in that place of, I just want what makes me feel good. I want what's comfortable. I want what I'm used to. You're in the limbic part of the brain. We have to bring you into the prefrontal cortex. That is where you can make the skillful decision. And how do we do that? Deep breathing, journaling, and meditation. Those are the top three things to bring you into a different part of the brain so you can actually have some awareness around what you're doing. Does a lot of what they're doing often come from things they've learned in their childhoods too that they have to kind of turn around? Oh, yeah, because think about being a kid. You know, these are, these are hardwired things to bring us pleasure and comfort and security. You know, I just had a weekend away at a retreat and somebody was talking about how sugary cereals bring this person, whether it's Fruit Loops, Lucky Charms, you know, any of those junky cereals, but he can recall what it felt like to pour that cereal as a kid and loving mom and breakfast in the morning and being cared for and taken care of and all those yummy feelings. So it's the feeling, it's not the food, it's the feeling that the food evokes. So when you're in grief, when you're in despair, when you're in a place of anxiety and stress, you are going to automatically go to the things that you remember making you feel a certain way. So once you have some awareness around the feelings that you're looking to kind of feel again, and then you have awareness around what those foods are really doing. So there's a, there's a lot of pieces to this. You want to understand how these, and I never want to call them bad foods, but maybe more unhealthy foods aren't really serving you or supporting you. So there's an awareness around nutrition. Then there's an awareness around 
how those foods make you feel. We want to kind of shift that and start to rewire the brain, which is, which is possible. And the rewiring of the brain is also done through meditation, deep breathing, and journaling. That's really, and in keeping with that and people's childhood patterns and all of that, could you share with us how your son, Zach, enhanced your appreciation for what diet can do for a mind and body? Mm. So my son at a really young age um, was diagnosed with kind of like an ADHD, a little auditory processing. I took him to a number of different therapists and nutritionists through the years. Anyway, once we got him off of the sugar roller coaster, I'll never forget the day we sat with this amazing nutritionist and kind of went through Zach's protocol, which I think most parents, if they're listening, will relate. You know, it's a glass of orange juice, and then it's a bagel with cream cheese, and then it's a grilled cheese sandwich, and it's maybe some French fries. And, you know, I wasn't taking him to McDonald's per se, but I was giving him what we thought was just like typical kid food and was sort of acceptable. Come to find out that pretty much everything that I was feeding my child was white flour and white sugar, and everything was just increasing his insulin and was really not healthy. There wasn't a lot of vegetable. There was a little bit of fruit. Anyway, did like a whole 360 with his diet and through some supplementation and got him in a much, much, much better place. He ended up doing so well in school. Um, you know, listen, he's older now, but this was back in, you know, a long time ago. He's now 24. Um, but now just has he has such an appreciation of nutrition and what healthy foods and really giving the body real nutrients can do for body, mind, and spirit. Um, and he's, he's doing amazing. So I, I can't say enough about giving the body real nutrients. It sounds like he followed a script or a pattern because his mom got awareness at her young age and so did he. Yes. It's what both of you in your early years. And trying to do the same with my teenage daughter now. So, oh, wow. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Your work combines the powerful new fields of dynamic eating psychology and mind-body nutrition. Could you describe each and tell us how they relate to each other? So basically what that means, because it's kind of a lot of words that people don't really understand. But yeah, that's why I asked the yes. question. <laughs> so what that really means is old science tells us that calories in, calories out, you will lose weight. New science is telling us that there are so many more pieces to this puzzle and you really have to change your mind first and then the biology follows. Wow. So I'm going to kind of go back to stress and cortisol. Mm -hmm. When the mind is in a stressful state, and the body is pumping out cortisol, no matter what you eat, you may calorically be in the right place, but if your body is pumping cortisol and your insulin levels are going up, you could be eating salads all day, you won't lose weight. So it's about the mindset. It's about bringing down stress. It's about letting go of old beliefs, limiting beliefs, that might be holding you back from achieving your goals. What, what that really means is that it's holistic. It's mind, body, and spirit must work together. 
There has got to, it's not just about going on Weight Watchers or Jenny Craig, and I'm not poo-pooing those diets, but it's not about going on a diet for a period of time just to calorically lower your load to lose some fat. It's about a lifestyle and it's about getting your mind in the right place so that you can live in this space forever. It's not a temporary fix. It's a lifestyle change. It's a lifestyle change. And it's about including more than just calories. We are not just calorie burning machines. We are complicated beings where our mind plays a huge role in our success. Our stress levels plays a huge role in our success. How are you sleeping? Are you getting seven to eight and a half hours a night? That plays a huge role in your success. Are you are you burning the candle at both ends? That plays a huge role. Are you meditating? Are you able to take a pause before your meals? Are you able to take a pause before you reach for the chocolate bar and really ask yourself, what am I doing? That's the challenge. That's the challenge. But that's, that's mind-body dimensions. That is the work. It's more than just eat this, not that. It's thinking about the body and the mind as one large unit and creating a lifestyle that will allow you to have mindful cheats, but will keep you really on plan day in and day out, you know, 12 months a year. Um, And really tuning in to what is it? Why are you gravitating towards the food? Are you really full? Are you really hungry? Are you emotionally hungry, but you think it's real physical hunger? That's what that all means. Yeah, you're filling a spot. You're filling a a blank inside. I I mean, and then there's the whole science of gut health, which I mean, that I could talk for hours about because- That's another one. That's another interview another time. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, Wow. You see clients weekly for private coaching, which I am sure that you have so many people that you're a life sent to. You have online programs for weight loss, and you also host wellness events throughout the year. Can you talk about these to us so that people know what you're all about? I'd love to. So uh, the bulk of my practice is one-on-one coaching where I see clients weekly either in my home office in New Jersey, or I see so many clients all over the country and I will Zoom just like you and I are doing. Um, So I'm able to work with anyone anywhere, which is awesome. Um, I will often run one or two times a year, larger online group programs so that if you really aren't in the area and you don't want one-on-one, I'll do 10, 15, 20 women at a time online. And it's a full-blown, you know, the the Zoe program is what I call it. It'll run for eight or 10 weeks. And you basically get me in a group setting. So that's another choice. So if you feel self-conscious, you're not quite... Exactly, exactly. And, And then I'm also actually just running. So anyone listening, if you're interested for your college age daughter... I am doing a Zoe College Nutrition Program that will be starting the beginning of September that will run for four sessions. 
And it's to help these young girls navigate the college food situation, manage stress, how to kind of navigate the, the, the um, dining hall and all the different things you need to have in your dorm room to make college as you know, healthy as possible. College is a really tough time for young girls and I feel that there's a tremendous need. So this is my first run doing a college nutrition program, which I'm very excited about. I think it's brilliant. And is it an online thing? So all these kids can get online? online? So you can be at any school, anywhere in the world pretty much and hop on and be with me. That's great. Um, and then I do have wellness events, um, typically one large wellness event a year that happens in my town of Franklin Lakes, New Jersey, where I invite professional, amazing, amazing speakers to speak about anything relating to health, wellness, kind of, I've touched upon so many different topics so far, functional medicine doctors, healers, meditation teachers, and it's pretty amazing. I do actually, I'm taking a little break this November, so I don't have one scheduled, but um, you can always visit my website um, and see from past experiences, and I will be doing another one. I, I imagine if they subscribe to your website, they'll get notifications also. Well, absolutely. So you can go to my website and you can sign up for my newsletter where I will send out, you know, I don't bombard people's inboxes, but I send recipes and any sort of cleanses I'm doing or programs I'm offering. I always let everybody know. Um, and if you follow me on Instagram, that's really the best because I promote everything on Instagram. And my handle is Zoe, Z-O underscore healthy. Oh, perfect. Zoe healthy, yes. Oh, yes. perfect. Hey, how about um, inspiring our listeners with one wonderful story about a person healing her weight issues with you, losing mm -hmm. weight and gaining a life? Oh, I have one that, I could cry every time I think about it. Um, this woman had been working with, has been working with me for about a year. And a few months ago, she, we, we did a little, ex, uh, as an experiment together where, um, we talked about the, she, she was complaining that she was eating a lot of ice cream at night and that she found herself on the sofa with a pint of ice cream almost every single night although she knew it wasn't really great for her. And as we did my, our work together and I did my thing with her, we came to find out that what she was really yearning for was intimacy with her husband. She and her husband had sort of grown apart a bit and she just couldn't figure out really how to kind of get in there and reach him. And it wasn't so much the husband, but it was more her. And we uncovered that she had been replacing the intimacy that she so, so craved from her husband and replaced it with the ice cream. She didn't, it didn't even dawn on her until we really got into the work together. And she, the following week, shared with me that she decided to venture into conversation with her husband that she had been really scared to do, but she, I encouraged her to. And um, it was amazing. I mean, months later now, she said she truly feels like she has a new marriage. Wow. Are in such a different place. She, the conversations they've been having, the lovingness between them, they decided to take a vacation together. 
And she has pretty much given up the ice cream. I mean, that just once she realized what the ice cream symbolized and was able to reach her husband and thankfully he was so open and there for her. And now their marriage is in a, I mean, after being married over 25 years, and now she feels like she has a brand new marriage and she couldn't be happier. So that's the kind of work that I do. And it's, it's not really, and I laugh when I think about like people just come to me for a meal plan. Like it has nothing to do with that. You know, it's just so much more. And I encourage people to really just live their best lives and have the best marriages and have the best relationships. And oftentimes food really gets in the way and we will use the food to possibly stay away from something that we really know we need to deal with, but we're scared to deal with. Um, Food becomes a crutch. So this was just such a beautiful story. And every time we get on the phone now to speak, she's sharing how great her marriage is and how beautiful and that, you know, I've changed her life, which is just so amazing. You know, and she's healthier and she probably is enjoying He's getting benefit from that also, right? Oh, that's a wonderful story. And I would imagine that that people who are very sensitive about their food issues feel very safe with you. They do. They can really talk with you. I I can see that about you. You know, I, I kind of lean in with a lot of love and a lot of compassion. And I'm a more sensitive being. So I do tend to get a lot of clients who have a lot of, you know, stuff that they really need to kind of unpack and I'm happy to help them do it and to direct them and guide them. So wonderful. Audrey, you believe that outer beauty is a reflection of inner health. Why is this? And do you have a message about the importance of healing to share with our listeners? Sure. So um, I will say that a lot of people will say, Audrey, your skin is so gorgeous. Well, I really attribute it to my lifestyle. You know, it is the inner health. I mean, I I'm going to just leave you with a couple of wellness tips. One, drink two to three liters of water every day as much as you can. And add fresh squeezed lemon or lemon essential oil to the water. That will help to detoxify the body and also helps you to um, helps to change the pH of the body. So lemon is really important. My favorite is lemon, cucumber, and mint all together in water. Here's my water with my lemon essential oil in it right oh, here. Oh, <laughs> um, I lean towards more of a plant-based diet. So 75% of my plate for lunch and dinner is vegetable, salad, you know, all green, 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 green. You want high fiber, high vegetables that keeps everything moving and it offers you so much nutrient. I do have animal protein. I mean, I do have you know, turkey, chicken, fish, mostly fish. I have eggs. I think that all women actually need protein. Um, and I feel like women don't get enough. So I am about getting lean protein in the body. Um, but my, my, I would have to say that staying away from the processed foods and staying away from sugar and highly processed carbohydrates, those are the things that you really want to keep out of your diet your skin will glow. And not only that, you will feel so good. The outer beauty comes from when you feel really great inside. That is when you glow. So when you exercise regularly, when you drink your water regularly, when you eat well, I'm sure everyone could attest to 
having the hamburger, the fries, and an ice cream cone, you feel like crap, right? So you really are what you eat. And the better you eat, the more nutrients you give your body, you will glow from the inside out. Really. I just mean, it, makes sense. It just makes, it's actually so easy. And people think, of, people like to make all this so complicated and it's absolutely the easiest thing in the world. But people want like a magic pill. They want to be able to have a bottle of wine, the bread on the table, pasta with dinner, have some dessert, and then glow. It doesn't work like that. You know, you've got to give your body what it really, really wants to live its and function at its best. Exactly. It's here to serve you. You have to sort of serve it. You've got to, you've got to take care of it. You know, you have, it's, it's like a car. You're going to put the worst oil in the car and then expect for it to run properly. It just, it doesn't happen. It doesn't, doesn't work. Hi, yeah. Tell us all the ways our listeners can contact you and connect with you because I know they want to. And so, do you have a special offer for them today? Sure do. So um, in terms of contacting me, you can go to my website which is livezohealthy.com. You can also message me through Facebook. And my Facebook is either Audrey Zona or Zoe Healthy with Audrey Zona. And of course, Instagram. I check my messages on Instagram all day long. And once again, that handle is Zoe, Z-O underscore healthy. Um, my email is Audrey at livesohealthy.com. And for all of your listeners, I would love to offer a little something. So why don't we say, um, that the consultation, there will be a discount of $50 off of the full consultation price. And if you, if you end up signing on with me for a package of either eight or 12 sessions, I will gift you one session where I do a full-blown supermarket tour. Oh, wow. And if for some reason you don't live in the area, I will give you another special. I'll give you just an extra session on top of the package. That is so generous. And I, and I would not be surprised if people say, whoa, I'm going right there right now. <laughs> and, I, and I know you have a good tip for people for finding joy in their lives. What would you say? Oh, that you know what? Find, you know, really figure out what makes you light up, you know, figure out what really gets you going every day. Think about how you want to live, how you want to impact people, what you want to do in the world, what really feeds your soul. And this is not about food. This is about what lights you up every day. Really sit with that and think it through. And like, what's your life's purpose and mission? Because when you figure that out, you will fill up all those empty little holes and you will not need food or wine or tequila to fill that up. You will get so much fullness and fulfillment out of whatever it is that really gets you going. And that that's really, I mean, that's kind of what I figured out. Like I know what makes me really happy and it's completely changed my life. I'm totally with you there. Yeah. I have the same, I have a similar story. Um, here's a reminder, everyone, to please be sure to like Irene Weinberg, W-E-I-N-B-E-R-G, and follow us on Facebook. I'm also big on Instagram and Twitter. And Audrey, 
Yes. My heartfelt thanks to you for oh. all that you do to coach people to make conscious choices that will positively affect their weight, their energy, and their overall outlook on life. To all of us, to all of this, and to you, I say bravo and thank you so much. As I like to say, surely to be continued. <laughs> Many blessings and bye for now. Thank you for having me. It's so my pleasure to be continued. <laughs>